motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. Hello and welcome once again to A to the K's Wrestle Talk podcast. You're here with the the man who gravity remembered. It's me, Anthony, and I'm here with the. Uh, <laughs> I'm here once again with the uh, the bastard, Cal. Hi. All right. So we've got a, a good, hopefully, fun-filled week of wrestling to go through with everybody. Um, obviously, we've had the um, we've deliberately waited once again so we could cover the Sunday's pay-per-view of Backlash. So that will be our segment three for the week. Um, we have some some fun news articles, some worrying news articles, and some useless news articles. Um, now, obviously, we haven't covered NXT TakeOver in any great detail, so as we talk this week in wrestling, as we get over to NXT, we'll mention some of the, the pivotal points of TakeOver um, and sort of cover it in that way because there are some bits that are relevant to, to where, where we're heading uh, in a lot of the plot points for NXT. So, that being said, shall we kick it off, Carl? And... Um, Shall we talk the news? Because it's always a fun the one. News. It's always a fun one. Let's do this thing. Awesome. Right. So, it'd help if I weren't sat looking at me SmackDown notes. Biggest one of the week, Carl, or biggest one for us, most concerning one for us, is um, Paul Heyman has been released from his, uh, I think specifically from his duties backstage, uh, from his creative role. Um, I'm given to understand he's still going to be involved as an on-screen talent, still involved when Brock comes back for SummerSlam, most likely. Um, so you imagine the, the split was reasonably amicable. But um, yeah, we've had this massive sort of sudden change. Um, by all accounts, this is down to the fact that Vince McMahon has not been too happy with the direction and the ratings of Raw. Um, so, I mean, have you read much on this, Carl? Have you, have you seen sort of what's going on because it's quite speculative albeit because no one knows specifically what's gone on but uh, we all know that Vince McMahon's not been too happy with the ratings and the ratings have been consistently dropping for Raw yeah I, to be honest I don't think Vince is too happy with Paul Heyman in general I just I don't think the two have ever really seen eye to eye they did business together back in like 95 96 whenever it was mm-hmm. with the whole um, ECW crossover and he's obviously brought him back a few times in various different kind of roles, but you know, word on on the street if we're talking smack, um, and, <laughs> you know, raw talk or whatever show you know you want to chat in the. Apparently, Vince isn't the the biggest of fans of the advocate, if you will. So, oh right, okay, didn't realise that. Yeah, I think um, our our old buddy Melt said it was a it was a long time coming. He surprised that Heyman lasted this long, which you know was just a bit of a surprise to me. But you know, I don't think there's any kind of no bones about it. Those two haven't really been the best of mates, uh, or yeah. they've always respected each other. But I think he's I mean, just I think, I think there is a little bit of respect there still, because to acknowledge that Brock Lesnar still needs him. I don't know whether it's an assistance on Brock's part, but he definitely needs the mouthpiece. And it sounds like that is still going to be the case, because they have specifically said that it's, it is, he's going to continue with his on-screen role. You know what's um, definitely about that? Is, um, I think in the actual press release from WWE, it said uh, Paul Heyman's going to um, focus on his in-ring career. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. If he comes out it. to Raw jacked up to fuck, I, I'm going to be so impressed. I can't wait to see Paul Heyman versus Otis. <laughs> that is a match we all that, want to see. That's, yeah, I mean, that, that's WrestleMania worthy right there. <laughs> <laughs> and Otis will have the title by then, so fucking why not? Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> why the hell not? Um, yeah, I don't know but, why I just got a little bit of a tickle out of you. No, I find it quite interesting, really, that um, the, in the space of a year, I could be wrong, give or take, but in the space of a year, 
Vince McMahon is both hired and fired, both the uh, former owner of ECW and the former owner of WCW. Yep. Um, it's like, you know, taking the companies from them in the first fucking place wasn't enough. Firing them once wasn't enough. Let's go for twice. Let's go. Let's fire them again. You've got to wonder, haven't you, how much of just an ego trip it is for him again to be like, I may be, you know, God knows how old I am, but I can still fire my old competition if I want. It's not th- I think that I, honestly, it might be it might be the the age kicking in. He might be a bit senile now. He might Maybe have forgot he rehired him and <laughs> insisted that he get out. I, I don't know. Exactly. You 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 might you might think it's literally back at the evasion angle, and he's only just you know they've only just gone under. So he's fired them in his eyes. Crazy stuff. Um, now, before I move on to the concerns we have, um, the they've basically, because of the current situation and because of all these budget cuts and so on, they're having one creative team for both shows now. Or I, I say both, I'm not sure about NXT, but certainly hmm. Pritchard, who's currently doing SmackDown, dealing with SmackDown, um, is now going to be taking over the creative of Raw as well. Uh, now, as our resident wrestling expert, Carl, how do you feel about Pritchard? Because I wouldn't be qualified enough to say I can mention what I currently see in SmackDown and SmackDown probably is the main show that pisses me off at the moment. Um, so I'm not overly thrilled with him, but, um, yeah. you know, looking back, um, how do you feel he is on a creative direction? Do you think it's going to be damaging to Raw? Oh, hundred percent. We are, we are fucked for lack of a better expression because simply Pritchard, like, you know, your John Laurinaitis, like your, your other kind of guys are just yes men for Vince, you know, mm. the Pritchard, the Pritchard. Probably why he's, been, uh, why he's lasted so long? <laughs> well, exactly. He's just he's one of the uh, the corporate stooges, and he you know forever. It's like Pritchard, Dunn, um, Patterson. Um, you know the, these are the guys who are always just there to kiss Vince's ass, and mm. you know Pritchard having control of both shows now is basically just means that there's going to be no one to fight back against Vince. So whatever crazy fucking idea he has, we're going to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'll mention now that you know we've we've been talking about this over the the, the weekend, and. Um, I think we both agree that there are concerns there now because some of the uh, or a few of the people who Heyman um, sort of backs or advocates um, could be in trouble. And these are ones that I've been enjoying, like the highlights of Raw being Drew McIntyre for the most. I know we've had a couple of reservations over his recent stuff, but Drew McIntyre's Heyman guy. Um, we have, I mean, probably not a big problem for you, but Shayna Baszler was a Heyman guy. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, it seems that the stuff that, that Heyman was, was pushing was actually the, the decent stuff. Like, I don't think, from what I understand, I don't think he had anything to do with the Street Profits in terms of their creative direction. So, you know, yeah. the things that for us were pulling Raw down are the things that I don't think he was responsible for. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you called him a scapegoat for Vince. But um, I, I have this horrible fear that they're going to put the strap onto Bobby. Uh, now, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you know, we'll talk backlash in some detail. We know that hasn't happened. Um, you know, spoilers for anyone listening, but we're going to mention that later in the show anyway. We know that that hasn't happened, but the way that it didn't happen would suggest that maybe they're not done with it. And mm-hmm. I'm, I really, really hope that they don't just take the strap off Drew just because he was a Heyman guy. And Vince, maybe in some way in his head, will go, it's his fault. He's the champ. He should be carrying the show and it's not working. I don't know. Um, it, it, it's yeah. particularly worrying from that, from the, the top tier point of view, from the world champ point of view. Um, but you know, he's had he's had his hand on a few different things, and it, it's concerning really that I don't yeah. think this is going to do any good for Raw at all. Definitely not. I think we're going to fall back into the old trap of Vince. He's got his his favourites and the guys who 
he, he knows and loves. And the big problem for WWE over the last few years is the lack of creating new star power. And, you know, you look at your Paul Heyman's and he's like, you know, he's, as you've said, he's, he's right behind Drew, he's right behind Shayna Baszler. I think Apollo Crews was like a, a Paul Heyman guy. There's I mean, that, few, that would be, I forgot to mention him, but that would be another concern because Apollo, I have been fully behind his run as US champ. Um, mm-hmm. And I look forward to, to seeing how it carries on. Um, and this, he's he's and like this, this typical team. underdog story almost for us. Um, yeah. You know, big muscle bound underdog, right? And um <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a shame if they if they fuck around with that as well. And I could I could genuinely see them going fuck it, put it on Gaza because we like Gaza. I mean, this is this is a guy in you know, Apollo Crews who, under Bruce Pritchard, was jobbing out to fucking Sheamus with Shorty this G. Is the thing. Yeah, that is a fucking battered. good point. A really good. You know point. what I mean? And then you know, under Heyman, it's become the US the US champion and being involved in storylines and kind of getting this bit of a push. So if we're going to go back to the whole Bruce Pritchard thing, then it's not looking bright, is it? Let's be fair. No, it's a, it's a solid point that um, when you look at some of the bookings that Apollo is a prime example, isn't he? Um, you know, it, it it doesn't doesn't read well. And sadly, in this sort of thing, from a creative point of view, they can play favourites. You know, if if he doesn't like you for whatever reason, and I'm not saying that's the case, but say he never liked Apollo, and that's why Apollo was getting jobbed out. Chances are he's going to end up getting jobbed out again. Um, yeah. yeah. So all in all, really quite a concerning week for wrestling, just based on this first one. You know, that's it's it's yeah. not a good sign. And we all know. I mean, Heyman. You know, he might be a bit marmite. I'm sure he'd probably be quite annoying as a person. I don't know, but um, you you know, say what you like. He knows the business, and he is a he knows the creative side of things. He knows the direction he should take things. He knows how stories should play out. Uh, and it, it's an incredible loss. And I can't believe they've gone for it, to be honest. From a ratings yeah. point of view, I mean, the ratings were going to drop anyway. We're, we're struggling at the minute. You haven't got any stars because most stars aren't available. You know, we haven't got an audience. It, it's all very strange. And you can't put it on anyone's shoulders. Well, that's it. I mean, if you, if you look at Raw specifically, you, you've just literally lost. Um, like Brock Lesnar's gone. Becky Lynch has just gone off um, to have a baby. Yep. AJ Styles has now moved to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what star power is that? Do you know what I mean? Like, you, like, don't know. And that's the, and that's funny because Vince almost was coming out with that initially. Like, you know, he understands the ratings drop, and he didn't blame COVID nineteen. It's because we've got to build new stars. It was almost like he understood what was going on, but then has like gone. Now it's been three weeks. I'm sick of this. It's like, I don't know. Hundred percent. Crazy stuff. Well, while we're mentioning Heyman. Um, the next one I've got is there's a suggestion and I'll say suggestion because um, this isn't been 100% from the horse's mouth as it were but um, the suggestion is that AJ Styles actually moved to Smackdown due to his anger towards Paul Heyman Uh, and the suggestion is that he felt that Paul should have fought for the the good brothers as as they were uh, as, as the remaining members of the OC Gallows and Anderson um, when they were released, or when they were, the, there was the suggestion of the release um, that uh, he feels that Heyman should have fought for them more because uh, he, he knew they potentially had, um, and that has been cited as a, his anger towards Heyman, and obviously Heyman being the one in creative control of Raw at the time uh, has been cited as the large reason as to why he moved over to SmackDown. Uh, what do you make of that? Because it was a bit of an odd choice, because like you say, in terms of the star power on Raw, they could have done without losing him really. Um, mm. And I love to see him back on SmackDown. I think that was probably where he shone the most. But uh, 
do you think that has do you think he's had enough pull to go no I'm not working for that man or? I mean yeah he's you know Vince is, is a huge fan of AJ Styles so you can see you know very firmly <laughs> that if, if AJ did wanted to move move to Smackdown then you can see that that being the case but it, I think it's laughable for AJ to blame Paul Heyman for for Gallows and, and Anderson's departure you know <laughs> Like it or like it or not, it's it's AJ's fault to a degree. He convinced them to come there. They were big names um, in Japan and on the Indies, and you know the WWE doesn't give a fuck about tag team wrestling. Doesn't really care about these guys who were big yeah. in other promotions because they weren't made there. So AJ yeah, got them to gamble and come to WWE, and ultimately <laughs> he's got to take he's got to take the brunt of the blame for it. It's it's one of yeah. them. You can't blame Heyman. And at the end of the day, like whether AJ wants to see it or not, like the best run they had was playing his lackeys. And that's all they were. They were never they were never shining with AJ. But that was the best run they had because before that they were doing them stupid comical gimmicks where they were playing doctors and stuff. And it, it, they never really sold well as a tag team anyway, as a dominant tag team. And like you say, you know, WWE have not historically got a good run with tag teams. But um the the best sort of time they had in WWE was getting involved in like WrestleMania matches because of AJ. Um, they never really had a good one on their own anyway so I think you're right I think some of the blame has to land on, on his shoulders as well uh, right so a potentially quite a devastating one here Carl and again spoilers for Backlash um, apparently Edge following the match with, with Randy following the greatest wrestler match ever obviously when you're going to be in the greatest wrestler match ever you're going to have to put yourself through it and um, sadly the, the reports uh, following Backlash is that um he has been injured and could potentially be out for eight months or up to eight months. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, it was looking at the, it was a tricep, uh, the uh, tricep tear is what they've cited as, as the, yeah. um, the injury sustained on his right arm. Um, yeah. So sadly, this probably wasn't where they wanted to go with him. I'm sure they were going to put him up against somebody else at some point, you know, <laughs> or have, you know, Edge v. Randy number three. I don't know. But yeah. um, I mean, I think, I think they were definitely going to go for the for the third. You had Edge win the first, you had Orton win the second, so they would have mm. done the payoff match. But yeah, um, this for me was really upsetting. Not not so much because it happened in the match, is it happened during the reshoot. So because we because we don't have the live crowd and uh, they have the ability to refilm things if they want and, and so on and so forth. Apparently, Edge made it through the the bulk of the first take of that match really really well. And then when they wanted to reshoot some of the stuff, I believe uh, from looking at it, it was when he took the RKO off the turnbuckle. Um, either the second or third take of that, it was when his his, um, his right arm went under him and he ended up tearing that muscle. So for me, it's just such a shame. Like that, you know, it's not Edge's fault. He's he's <laughs> he's had to do a reshoot for no reason. And you know, fucking hell, nine years or however long it's been, him on the shelf and never been able to wrestle again to come back and potentially see, you know, four to eight months on the, the sidelines again. It's just devastating. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully it doesn't ruin the momentum. And I do hope we see him back. I mean, he is someone who could have easily retired out by now and he clearly doesn't want to. Uh, and this isn't an injury. This isn't the type of thing that's going to put him out for good. But um, sadly, it'll put him out for, for a, like you say, at least four months by all accounts. But um, I say I know I've read eight, but you never know with these sort of things in terms of recovery time and, and that sort of thing. He doesn't want to push himself, really. But, um, yeah, devastating news. And, um, again, we'll talk about it when we talk backlash. But to come off such a good match as well and, and they'd have to, to go down like that. So we're not going to see him now, um, no. potentially. I mean, he could probably I saw, promo, maybe, I don't know. I saw as well another little side note on this from Melter. 
mm. you seem to um he seemed to allude to the fact that it happened not so he basically was alluding to the fact that it's the kind of injury that isn't associated with wrestling it's associated with performers who are on steroids right so quite big kind of accusations although he never came out and bluntly said it you can very clearly see that's what he was alluding to he made reference mm. to a similar injury that the rock um suffered um a while ago um so I thought that was an interesting one because obviously Edge is he's a he's a big guy and stuff, but you never yeah he's he's quite down as... he's not like your for lack of a less technical term he's not like your fatty muscle that you tend to get with with steroids though is mm-hmm. he I wouldn't have I would have looking at him he seems quite sort of not slender it's not the right word but do you know what I mean he doesn't seem that that's a sort of you know it's not like he's walking around like Ryback you know what I mean and I'm not <laughs> suggesting Ryback was on steroids but I mean like that sort of massive you know where you mm. go okay possibly um. He, he doesn't have that sort of look to him, so I'd be quite surprised to find that out. But I, you know, I don't know enough about the the sports world or the steroid world for that matter. So, um, <laughs> but be who knows. <laughs> um, but as we typically know with Melter, could be true, could not be. <laughs> Whatever's going to get him them clicks. That's time. it. All about the clicks. Um, and while we're talking about this, feels really like really deliberate. I'll proper segue these nicely, haven't I? Um, while we're talking about um, the Edge Orton match. Um, by all accounts, one of my other news articles here, Carl, and I like to say by all accounts a lot for those listening, um, WWE have piped in crowd noise for the greatest wrestling match ever. Not a massive deal, but a strange choice. Like they wanted, like they were so set on making this the greatest wrestling match ever that they, they had to bring in additional noise because, you know, I'm guessing they came over the tannoy a few hundred times and said, be louder. And they just went. So they thought, fuck it, we'll, we'll outsource. Uh, a very strange choice. I mean, we've got audiences again now. We've had matches in complete fucking silence and it's not been a yeah. problem. You know, WrestleMania didn't have an audience at all. We've just got this this performance center talent in the audience now and um, it wasn't good enough. Not for the greatest wrestling match ever, Carl. So we piped in some some audience noise. Uh, how do you feel this, about that? This what a felt, this to felt hella, hella weird for me. So, you know, ahead of the match... Um, Saxton, I think it was, you know, was like, we're so committed to making sure this is the best match ever. We're going to amplify your experience. We're going to, basically, it's a Kevin Dunn wet dream. What they did was they piped in a shitload of fucking crowd noise from, you know, God knows where. And then also they had about 87 different camera cuts per 30. Like, there was one thing I saw on Reddit of um, a superplex that took place in that match. And I think it had 10 camera cuts in the the time it took (laughs) to do a superplex. Just, just as as the fallen. Yeah, like literally, like oh my god, like that. Yeah. This is this is a Kevin Dunn wet dream. Is what they did. <laughs> Some absolutely baffling shit. This this to me, this isn't a far stretch from canned laughter. I'm waiting for the Street Profits <laughs> to be out doing a promo with the Viking Raiders, and you just hear that fucking typical canned laughter from a sitcom. That's what I'm waiting for. I mean, fucking hell, it's going to be laughter anywhere, and then segments is going to be from a can. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, you don't like the 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 Viking Raiders Street Profits connection, do you? I mean, what's the, not to love? The old Profit Raiders. Yeah. Right. So we'll we'll move on. Um. So while we're talking about Randy Orton, it still works. Um. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Randy has um, tweeted quite recently. Um. I don't know the person he was tweeting. To be honest, it's not someone who, who's on my radar. Uh, but he it was a Wade Keller. Now apparently the they've got a blue tick, so they must be famous. Oh yeah, Wade Keller. He's got his um, he's got his own radio show and, and stuff. Go. I think. So um, Wade Keller asked, "Any flat earthers amongst my followers?" Uh, and Randy responded by tagging AJ Styles. So I was intrigued. 
I looked into it a bit, and it was discussed on on After the Bell with um, with Corey Graves. Um, for those who are not familiar, it's it's some hokey little podcast about wrestling, um, and he's discussed it that he's adamant. And AJ has denied this, by the way, but he is adamant that AJ um, is a flat earther, and he believes that the the earth is not a sphere as we believe it to be. Um, so a very odd one but one that i couldn't not mention because it's so sort of strange um and if you in case you're wondering aj's denied it in the sense of saying that he's not a flat earther but he thinks some of the points they raise are interesting so in that in itself is is ludicrous (laughs) um not to take a a really hard stance on this flat earthers but it's a load of bollocks um (laughs) (laughs) but how do you feel about this one about the potential of aj styles being someone who believes that the earth is just um I mean, you you can see it, can't you? You can uh, you can imagine AJ being the kind of guy to um, to have those beliefs. But I don't know. Orton Orton is a notorious troll, be it on Twitter, be it wherever. I love it. He's a troll, <laughs> and you've got to love him for it. You you've had the whole um, spat between him and uh, Tommaso Ciampa as well mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks, basically saying about wrestling school and you know learning how to slap your leg and all this kind of shit. Um, oh, I when, saw when, some when, of that on because um, <laughs> there was. I don't quite know the argument because I didn't follow it too much, but I know there was a big debate over slapping the leg. Uh, one of the mentions was um, was the super kick. That yeah. um, there was a debate. I don't know why, but I found myself watching this sort of debate over Twitter as to whether you meant to slap the standing leg or the kicking leg, mm. purely based on the super kick. And then there's just a series of different clips of Shawn Michaels slapping the kicking leg. So it's like, well, clearly that one then. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> from from my from my short tenure in the wrestling world um i believe it was the i think the way i was i was always taught was to to go with the the, the leg you were using so i mean it fuck it sure my, you know sure that's michaels the one did. in what it makes if you look at Shawn michaels you don't you don't pick up on it until someone's pointed it out and you're looking for it you don't pick up on it because the leg in motion is the one he's, he's slapping if he was to slap the standing leg that would look really obvious to me but yeah. i don't know such a yeah. strange thing anyway yeah. a slight digression but i found that intriguing <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think Orton is, is a legend, and he's a he's a he's a classic troll. And you know, who to knows? be honest, he clearly been... has a bit of banter with with AJ because he said he, he he basically enjoys winding him up, as it were. Not you know, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing because I'm British and I'm using the term winding him up, but um, it seems he just he, apparently um, AJ sort of bites to this one quite well, so um, he likes yeah. to do it, which is why he's tagged him. Um, so speaking of AJ Styles. Um, your, can I just say your your segues are on point? I know it's it's just so organic. It's um, <laughs> it's probably because they all mention AJ Styles to be honest with you. Um, so last week we mentioned about CM Punk taking a stance on Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not um, I'm not going to harp on that particular point again. Um, but the the point one of the points he made on that was that um, basically essentially saying that the fact that AJ Styles has said nothing tells you what side of the fence he's on and um aj aj has basically um he's come back in response to this um and i'm not again i'm not gonna sort of he's entitled to his own opinion so i'm not gonna try and criticize or harp on too much but essentially he come back on the original on the actual point being made saying that he he's not offering his side on them on the, the like his side of the fence on the matter because from his perspective he is there to to provide entertainment and a distraction from what's going on in the world and essentially didn't think it was his place to to sort of get involved on that sort of thing and whilst he might have an opinion on it and he might um support it in whatever way he chooses to doing it through the the sort of moniker of AJ Styles on Twitter as the wrestler 
he chose not to do. Do you know what I mean? Which again, entirely his choice. However, his response to um, to the fact that CM Punk made those comments was uh, simply that, well, I don't respect him anyway, which I thought was uh, interesting. So um, now, whether you like Punk or not, he's had a significant impact on the biz. So how do you feel about the fact that uh, there seems to be a little bit of animosity between the two and the fact that AJ does not seem to respect Punk? I think I said last week, um, Punk is really clutching his straws now to make himself relevant. Yes, I totally agree. He's not in the public eye anymore. Um, no, no one's interested in his UFC career, and apparently he's not coming back to WWE anytime soon properly. So, wait, wait a minute. He, he had a UFC career. Uh, well, probably. <laughs> I would say ever so slightly more than you and I have. Uh, but that being said, not much paid more. Duke Rufus a significant amount of money to train him to get his ass kicked repeatedly and not know a single thing about fighting. But anyway, he, yeah, um, yeah. there was a point in time when CM Punk was white hot in this business we all loved it we loved the breaking the fourth wall that whole promo and stuff like that arguably everything after that pipe bomb was a load of shite you know the feud with kevin nash and <laughs> you know what i mean like there was a point where it was him and cena money in the bank he was white hot and he did all this like he was he was probably the the top dog in the biz that was decided, that was the feud that was the one right there that him and cena yeah. that was the one that did it yeah 100 right and then he got given the ball and he he dropped he dropped it as far as I can say. You can blame creative, you can blame whatever. He he just he didn't live up to all them expectations and hype. He decided to take that ball that he dropped and go home, change his career, become a UFC fighter. Got his ass handed to him several times. You know, made a, a, a indie appearance under a mask and like oh tried to generate some buzz. That didn't do anything. Yeah, thing mm-hmm. is the the problem with buzz, right? And this is I think where CM Punk misses the mark. Sorry to to jump in, but. It's the fact that he, he he made an appearance in a mask and then didn't follow through, or yeah. he he interacts controversially with wrestlers but doesn't follow through. He makes his yeah. return to WWE on WWE backstage. <laughs> it's like it's like he can't be asked to actually be in a wrestler, but he wants to tease at it for like you say for attention essentially. And it's like, well, well for me, it. it's about the follow through. You can't like if you'd have done the mask thing and then ultimately started wrestling for Ring of Honor again or something, that would have been cool. It would have been like, oh, you know, that, that sneaky little that sort of way in or whatever. But it, he's not following through with it, so now people don't know what to make of it when he does these things. That, that, that's what kind of baffles me. For someone who can't seem to follow through in anything, he doesn't have spout a lot of follow through, and it is a load mm-hmm. of shite, right? He's just trying to get himself in the, in the back in the public eye, back in the spotlight, controversial things, so on and so forth. And you can see why Styles wouldn't respect him because why would he? Styles has been busting his ass like longer than CM Punk. He's, you know, he's had to go through a shitload of stuff, being like in TNA, not being wanted by WWE and leaving and going to the Indies and all this kind of stuff. Like hmm. Punk was a little bit of an indie darling in, in, in the it was a backyard, he was Drink of Honor, and then it was like, uh, don't, okay. don't you, Punk doesn't like that term, indie darling, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with oh. okay. <laughs> What do, Does he like anything? No. <laughs> Is there anything CM Punk likes in life? No, I don't, I don't think so. No. Maybe that's maybe that's where he needs to focus his attention, <laughs> just find something to like. The thing yeah, is, I like, don't know. It, it's a strange one, really, with him, because I was actually on board with him. Like When he left the company, a, a lot of his issues, I, I totally understood. I was there with him. I was like, yeah, they, you know, they have took the piss. He had, um, you know, there was some genuine issue there for when you listen to him on Colca Banner's podcast. And, um, you know, he had, he was trying to wrestle with the staff infection. Uh, the medical team weren't great and so on. You go, these are genuine problems. Um, the, you know, WWE very callously, I think, sacked him on the day of his wedding. You know, um, WWE have not been known to be great with people in the past. And um, I was there. I was like, yeah, fair enough. You know, a lot of his gripes are genuine. But then 
how long has he been gone now? Like too long. Yeah, it's been a, no, a, <laughs> a, a number of years, a long time, really. Um, and he's still sort of pitching. And I think that's, that's the problem. It. Like Moxley or Dean Ambrose, as he as he was, he left with very similar complaints, very similar issues creatively, and so on like that. Is he still stood there bitching about it now? Nope. No, just cracking <laughs> on. And I think that's the, that's where I'm starting to lose a bit of sort of respect almost because I'm like, well, you, you know, uh, other people are just, just carrying on. They're not still so bitter about it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, he just, he needs to find different avenues to be relevant and, you know, going after, you know, people like AJ Styles on Twitter or it's just, it's just petty and it's childish and do anything. So mm-hmm. he just needs to get over himself. And I can completely see why AJ Styles would come out and say, well, I don't respect the guy because why would you? When someone's taking the fucking flame war to Twitter over something that you don't really know anything about. And this is the thing. And, uh, you know, some people might go, well, you know, it, he was making a point about the Black Lives Matter movement. But really behind the fact is if it hadn't have been a wrestler, he probably wouldn't have said it. It was yeah. the it, 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 he's, he's gone for AJ Styles for a reason. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it, it there's probably there's plenty of celebrities. There's plenty of people out there who haven't responded or haven't done anything or haven't. Well, they've been on totally on the wrong, on the other side of the fence as as far as Punk's yeah. perspective, and he's not gone after them. He's gone after uh, quite a big star in WWE, and like you say, it's it's an attention thing. It's it's done to like, to have us talking about it essentially. To, have to be fair as well, whether you was in the spotlight as AJ Styles is, or even whether you know you're you're a complete nobody, it's so difficult in today's world to share any opinion you may have and not be like you know fucking lynched for it if someone doesn't agree with it. So for me, just not kind of being overtly one way or the other or kind of speaking out on something isn't necessarily a bad thing. You, regardless of your stature or your status, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do if he yeah. doesn't want well, to comment on thing. it. It's and, his um, yeah, and that's the thing. They've, they've got freedom of speech. It's not an obligation to use it, you know. Um, mm. I, I do take your point on that. Um, and sadly, in, in the state of the world at the moment, he's even getting done for that now, isn't it? It's like, well, you, you said nothing at all. It's like, exactly. know, what, what do you say? What do you do? Exactly. It's a difficult time. Um, but speaking of AJ Styles, <laughs> I'm still doing it. Uh, I, I'm going to struggle with the next one, I'll be honest with you. Um, so basically, uh, I'm, this isn't so much a news article as a, as a bit of intrigue. Now, AJ has uh, essentially made a comment in some sort of promo or, or um, interview in which he has mentioned the fact that he's he's back on the brand that he built in SmackDown, which to be fair, yeah, he did a lot for SmackDown. That's probably his biggest run. And he did a lot at that point in time. He was the biggest thing there. Um, and he mentioned about being the guy who'd been buried alive and trying to come back from that. And basically said that he hopes the undertaker is watching. Um, so the reason I want to mention this one is because that is a bit of a throwaway comment. It's them trying to integrate the fact that he was buried alive. And, you know, they seem to be having this PTSD thing with him where he, he sort of remembers it occasionally and freaks out a little bit. They did it at money in the bank and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it doesn't get a massive mention. But the fact that they're still sort of consistently bringing it up, do you think that we are actually going to have something more between AJ and The Undertaker? I don't know, to be fair. I don't know whether we're going to have much more of The Undertaker at all. Like, is is this actually his final? I mean, I'd, I'd like to hope it isn't. I'd, I'd yeah. love to see him retire in front of a crowd. As good as that Boneyard match was, Yeah. Um, I'd like to hope it's not the end, but I'd, I'd like to hope that it's the end of him and AJ Styles. I think it was great for what it was. It was, you know, gritty and like, oh, I'm going to call you Mark. I'm going to call you Alan and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, 
all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the payoff, the match itself was fantastic. He doesn't need anything oh, yeah. else. No, I, I'm totally with you. I don't think, I think mm. that was a, it was a great match. It was a great build. Um, but we both acknowledged that it was a bit odd that he just turned back up on Raw with not, I was like, oh, I was buried, you know, and they kind yeah. of dismissed it. They kind of battered it off. But then they're still like bringing it up now and it's still sort of relevant. Do you think it's going to be development on a character angle for Styles or do you think it is going to be something more with The Undertaker? Because uh, at this point, I don't even know with WWE, it could go either way. Do you know what? I hope not. Like when, when, we, when AJ Styles came back and he was no different, he was exactly the same with the OC chair on and stuff, I was disappointed because they had an opportunity to do something and mm. they didn't do it. So I'd, I'd hate to think that they do something now when it's like far too late in the day. to When they have to essentially remind you. What happens? Yeah, I feel yeah. like they should just just let bygones be bygones now and just yeah. kind of push AJ in a completely different direction. Hopefully, the yeah. Undertaker comes back and hopefully it's to put someone over. You know, Brock beat him, Roman Reigns has beat him. It's like, who's the next guy? Yeah, um, I think a lot of people would love to see the Fiend. I think that would cement the Fiend as the um, the paranormal uh, beast of the industry, as it were. Yeah, if, that, um, that would that would be that. the biggest trophy for him as well, because obviously he's going to avenge a loss to Taker. Um, which he, he exactly tends we to had that at Mania, yeah. Um, so yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, anyway, just a slight tidbit, but it seems he's still talking about the match and talking about the Undertaker. Um, so that uh, it'd be interesting to see what they're building. Anyway, speaking of the Undertaker, um, he wrestled in the same era as uh, Chris Jericho. And uh, speaking <laughs> of Chris, Jer- <laughs> I told you I was going to struggle with this one. Um, so Chris Jericho has. Um, ah. I tried to tee you up. I, I even said, oh, he's, he's beating, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar. He's beating Roman Reigns. Uh, oh, I wink, damn wink, it. You know what I mean? Damn I it. I didn't see it, Carl. I didn't see it. <laughs> you did as well. Um, well. Speaking of Roman Reigns. There we go. Um, <laughs> he's, um, apparently, Chris Jericho has gone into a little bit of detail as to um, essentially why he thinks WWE failed him a little bit. Um, and he's basically saying if, if Roman Reigns was to be released, he would be sort of top of his wish list for, for wrestlers that AEW would take on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one, this, for me, because there is something to Roman, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's not great on the mic. We know that, right? But and we've seen, like, previous things. Like, let's, let's, let's look at... Um, Jake Hager, not to be unfair to Jake Hager. Look at how badly WWE kind of fucked him up, really, as mm. far as storylines go. Um, and Jericho even made a comment similar to that. Like, how do you fuck up something like a, a, a man like Jake Hager having a pop? That's a very subtle pop, but a pop at WWE because they did. They totally ruined him with the Jack Swagger thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so do you think if... Because I, I personally, as it stands right now, I wouldn't like to see... Because Roman Reigns has got such sort of young fan and no offense to the young fans but he's got such young fandom who are just like they love him just because he's roman reigns he could come out and just underperform consistently and they'd still be like ah, oh, he's the best because they want the opposite opinion um which you know strictly my opinion i could be wrong on that but it seems the way it's just they want to be different um but do you think potentially if AEW were to sign i'm not saying it's going to happen but if they were to sign him do you, do you honestly think he actually has the potential to to hang in WWE? because AEW for, for me seems to be quite a place where you can be as creative for yourself as you like um they certainly seem to be letting people sort of run with their own thing i'm sure there must be some direction to it but they must they, they're clearly letting them run with their own things and stuff um but all due respect to roman i don't think he's that creative a guy Oh, and same. I've seen him. I've seen him try and go off the cuff on the mic, and it doesn't work. Um, so, do you think he would be a 
because for me in, in the back of my mind it'd be like a very subtle shield reunion because he'd you know he'd approach Mox maybe um but do, do you think that there would actually be potential for him in AEW do you think they could do a better job with him than WWE could purely hypothetical because he, he's not looking for his release or going anywhere but given that he would be desirable over there you know yeah could AEW do a better job with Reigns than WWE absolutely could Reigns you know, be their fucking trailblazer behind what that is. No, like Reigns, like gimmick aside, etc. He he just, as you said, he's not the most creative guy, <laughs> and he's been there for a while. He's got enough pull. He's won that many world championships. He is the, you know, the fucking successor to Cena. If you want it to be that way, mm. he could be whoever he wants to be, but he's not. And that comes down to me. It's not like him loving this character, Roman Reigns. It's just. He hasn't got any idea. He's, he doesn't know anything else. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, he, he's got he's got everything on it. He's got the look. He's got the build. He's, you know, he is the the booker's wet dream, but he can't speak and he he doesn't he doesn't care enough. Like I, I, I fundamentally believe we're gonna lose Roman Reigns pretty soon in the wrestling world. Uh, and we're gonna see Joe Anawai, the fucking actor. Because I, do you know what? Like he he's he cameoed in um, Hobbs and Shaw, thanks to The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, weirdly, I saw him in uh, a Netflix original Adam Sandler film the other week. That yeah, was, I, I saw that as well. He was the guy uh, at the bar, just, wasn't he? Just guy at the bar. So I think, um, <laughs> and let's be honest, it's probably less risky uh, as a as an industry to be in. So I imagine he probably would want to go into the acting side. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I'd probably be with you. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more of Joe Anoa'i than we do Roman Reigns. Or uh, you as they like to credit him, Joe Roman Reigns. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that used to happen uh, with The Rock for a while. Then it just became Dwayne Johnson. But I don't know. I think it's it's a, it's a weird kind of thing for for Jericho to say. By all accounts, Roman is very well respected and liked by everybody backstage. You know, Otis came out the other week saying he can't wait for him to come back. Jericho's saying this kind of stuff now. Everyone apparently loves the guy. But for me, and this isn't just be, me being like a smart or anything like that, he just doesn't have the the persona or the charisma to be. You know, uh, if, yeah. if if he went to AW, he would he wouldn't be anything. And you know, Jack Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, whatever you want to call him, he was absolutely misused in a WWE. You know, he was a JR standout. He backed him, and you know, a fellow Oklahoma boy. He had everything the size that, but. He had a bit of a lisp, and WWE were like, "Okay, well, we're going to play on that. We're going yeah, to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to make him fucking Mister America." It, you know what I mean? Like, the, so you can see with the the stuff that Jake's been involved in, in AW with the fucking flim flam and stuff like that. You know, he's got he's got charisma, yeah. he's got a personality. But he's got a sense could you of imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine a fucking Roman Reigns being in a flim flam video? You couldn't, could you? So, see, this is the problem I've got. Like, um, and. I always, um, I think we've clarified this a couple of times, but when we're talking about wrestlers, we're talking about the character. Um, as a person, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. He seems to be a really nice guy. Um, and I can understand why he's well-respected. And at the end of the day, he's a fellow who comes in and does what he's told to do. Like, that that's what he's about. Do you know what I mean? He's mentioned a couple of times about, like, following the script and doing, you know, doing what's asked of him. Um, but like you say, it is a charisma thing from a character point of view. And no, you couldn't, like, you, you couldn't see him, like, letting loose and doing like the flim flam or having a bit of a joke i honestly yeah. couldn't actually see him 
being that humorous, in all fairness. Again, nothing yeah. against him as a person. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. But um, I've not I've yet to see any semblance of, of sense of humor in, in the character of Roman Reigns. So it makes you wonder whether he's, he's got that sort of comedic ability, which I do weirdly think is a is a key element to wrestling i mean look at jericho jericho can be serious and he is a badass in the in the in the wrestling industry but he's got great comic timing and he, he can sell sort of any gimmick on that basis do you know what that is a fantastic point you look at all the all the guys who are main event legend status guys they've been able to do humor right yeah you know the stone cold fucking care angle triple h you know these these guys are all like comedic like brilliant yep. <laughs> they've got such good time and such good kind of yeah, awareness it's, about it's, human it's uh, not very mentioned but a very key element to wrestling because ent- it's entertainment it's wrestling entertainment people go to great lengths to point out that wrestling's fake yes it is and that's why it becomes a an entertainment element and a part of that entertainment is the is the comedic side um, and I'm not talking the stupid, like, again, no offense to the real life person, but I'm not talking about the stupid shit like Otis where he just gyrates and acts dumb. Like I'm mm-hmm. talking actual humorous segments, like a lot of the stuff DX did. Uh, anytime The Rock cuts a promo, just tearing someone apart. These were all things that's like, yeah, that, that's how you that's how you show personality in some senses. And that, that is massively what, what we've been lacking for, for Roman. And sadly, he could surprise us, but I couldn't see him being different as a person in AEW. No, definitely not. And I think I think like the you you've mentioned this before, and I think it's such a, a fantastic kind of um, comparison of Otis and Chris Farley. Like it is, uh, <laughs> okay, this this guy is pretty chunky, and he can like he's he can be a little bit like quirky and stuff. Yeah, let's just go full full in on this. But you look at like you know the stuff that DX did, the skits that he did, you know stuff like that, which you know it maybe it wouldn't fly today <laughs> in, in in today's world. But like there was stuff that they did which was just so outlandish and, and off the cuff and it you know it, it elicited a reaction the stuff where the every time the rock had that microphone no matter who he was there with with the hurricane jonathan coachman like you know what i mean like it could have been nobody all the way up to like you know your main event talent he would elicit some sort of humorous reaction and he would just do something that was so funny and for me as you've said that is a a fundamental skill to becoming a main event character i remember kurt angle when he got inducted in the hall of fame he said don't be afraid to be silly and be stupid and be yeah you know <laughs> and make Look, a fool one of yourself. my one of my fondest memories of kurt angle and we've mentioned it before is him having a rap battle with john cena <laughs> I, like that today that is still awesome. makes me like cry laughing and it was just it wasn't even just what he said it was his mannerisms he does this little dance and it was just like yeah. everything about it was so funny it was yeah. so good and that's the thing. And like you say, if he was somebody who like didn't want to look silly, that would never have happened. And it, it's that kind of stuff that it's like he's another one. He he was a he was top of the company at one point. He's a legend in the business, massively over, and he had great comic timing. Mm-hmm. Look at it, all the all the stuff he did on the invasion side of things uh, when he was sort of following Stone Cold around and that. Um, <laughs> again, things you remember. I think you mentioned it a couple of times with a little cowboy hat and stuff, and you remember it all oh, rather fondly. Yeah, and again, 100%. that was him not being afraid to have a bit of humour about it. And it, it's a it's mm-hmm. a key element. It really is. Yeah, definitely. And 100%. sadly, I've not I've never seen him I've never seen Roman do a promo. Not to harp on, but I've never seen Roman do a promo that I haven't been slightly bored with him. And I think as well, it harbors back to what you said, where he's such a company guy, he'll do whatever's asked of him. 
And mm. for me, that, that's not enough. If anything, it, it's counterproductive. You look at like when Austin took his ball and when Omi didn't want to lose to Brock because he cared. He cared about the character he was. He cared about how he's portrayed, how it, like, how it made sense. Roman will come out and go, okay, so what? You want me to get dog food thrown all over me? Cool. Yeah. What? Like, okay. What? Like, he, d- he doesn't care about his character. He doesn't care about any- anything, really. It's just, it's too much of a yes man for me to actually, like, if, and again, we're talking about the character. Like, you know, Joe Anawai, whatever his reasons are, he may just be like, okay, well, I, I don't care. Like, I, I don't want to, you know, go a different direction or anything. I just want to do what the company asks, in which case, okay, cool. But to be that standout breakout main event star, you've got to fight for your character and you've got to take it a direction for yep. you. And these are things that have been cited by, you know, of of um, John, uh, Roman's own generation, you know, Moxley has cited mm. that, like, he, he had to fight against Vince McMahon sometimes to not go down a hokey, stupid route. Sometimes he won, sometimes he didn't, but he would fight for his character. You you look at the likes of, um, again, whilst we've not given much credit in his news report so far, you look at the likes of CM Punk, who his breakout moment came from, essentially, I don't know, some of it was a work, but some of it was a shoot and so on like that, but that came from him venting some frustrations and, and developing them as part of the work. You know, these were all things that... that developed because they they loved their character and what they wanted to do with it and like you say it's that that, that frustration and that 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 passion as it were um so you, you know you there's plenty of examples you can look at where they've gone yeah you know had they not have fought for 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 their character development or their what they wanted to do with it then it wouldn't be anywhere near as good and i think that's probably one of the, the key problems yeah yeah and like you don't always get your way either like jericho didn't want to f- face fandango <laughs> exactly mania but and he did it ended up because, being one of the best matches, as we've mentioned, exactly. on that on and, that particular you know I mean, you you can take chicken sit and make a chicken salad, and that's what Jericho does. Whereas Ray, <laughs> Roman Reigns is like, yeah, that's why I never eat at Jericho's, to be honest. Num num num. Ah, <laughs> uh, I feel like that needs to be, like, you know, the uh, the old uh, eat at Joe's like, thing. It needs to be like, don't eat at Jericho's. Love it. Love it. Well, you know, you're our uh, you're our graphic design guy. <laughs> I'm on it. And, uh, I'm on it. and uh, to be honest, uh, the more I mention of what you do, uh, I might actually be boxing myself out here. People will be like, "What? What, <laughs> what does Anthony do?" Um, Anthony brings all the lols and all the um, <laughs> really decent segues. Speaking, oh, of I which. mean, my segues have been on point, to be fair. And speaking of Chris Statlander, <laughs> <laughs> that that was exactly the segue I was hoping for. Hence why I set you up for. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so this is the last one, and a weird one to end on because it's not. I don't mean any disrespect. I want to say this, but it's not as big a deal as some. But um, Chris Statlander is apparently going to be out for some time now with a a knee injury that has. Um, it's, I believe it's been plaguing her, but she now requires surgery on her knee, um, so mm. she's going to be out for a few months, which is is noteworthy, obviously, because she she's a, a fairly big star in AEW, but especially because the women's roster isn't particularly fleshed out at the moment anyway so to lose someone when the roster's not all that big probably not the best thing at this moment in time um but yeah what do you make of this do you think this is going to cause she's not really involved in any big storylines per se but do you think this could cause a bit of damage to AEW um I don't think it'll cause any like major damage and that's no disrespect to Statlander I just think that you know she's always prevalent in the main event scene she's always in these multi-women matches she's always around and she's one of the very few kind of women faces really in the business mm-hmm. like you've got a lot of heels um you've only really got like rio kushida and statlander maybe as like the faces everyone else is a heel over mm-hmm. there so i do think it's gonna it's gonna make that kind of aspect a bit harder but look she's not 
she's not going to be like a massive miss or anything, but obviously I hope she recovers soon and gets back because she was um, she was doing a fantastic job. She was really elevating the game yeah. every week. And to be so. fair, it's, it's a strange, strange gimmick to have. I'm not going to say it's bad because I've yet to cast a judgment on that, but it's an unusual, <laughs> a very unusual gimmick um, yeah. that she was putting across as best she could. Uh, in all fairness to her so um mm-hmm. you know she obviously she's able to work with that so she could probably work with most anything really so unless you have any others count that is the uh the ringside report i think i may have seven or eight others on aj styles but you know we'll save them for next week okay i mean we could do a, a list segment if you want about <laughs> random weird facts about aj styles let's do it let's do did that you know me. aj styles is an anti-vaxxer he might <laughs> guys i've totally made that up he might not be <laughs> seems to keep him with flat earth and doesn't it really um, listen cm punk Listen, right, <laughs> we said that off the cuff. Don't go to Twitter. Yeah. It's fine. It wasn't a thing. We made it up. Okay. I'd say I'd say have a drink and calm down, but we know that's not going to be okay. So just... Yeah, just, I mean, oh yeah, I believe he's, he's straight edge, isn't he? Is he? So, is he? I've I heard it mentioned. Um, fun fact. Fun fact for you. Fun fact, huh? <laughs> right, anyway, so... Cheers. 